Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, October 3rd, 2019, and welcome to episode number 223 of the second installment of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. My apologies for the uh, delay here. We had a time, some tiny technical issues here. Uh, <clears throat> of course, I'm also here with TalkShoe.com, uh, so uh, <clears throat> I think we may have them result. We, we may have them up here right now, even as we speak. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, we'll be watching out this as we continue, of course, our discussion of our what we of our favorite favorite sub- subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. Uh, now I see you coming on the line here as he gets prepared to bring us our wrestling news and views here segment here tonight. Uh, of course, one half of our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice. He is the Iceman, JD, Jared D. Geronimo. JD is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Also joining us here, of course, bringing us tonight's wrestling history and birthdays here this evening is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. And also here, I think now, just now popping in on the line here, let me do some verification right here. Uh, Yes, indeed, I see who that is. He is, of course, our uh, 2017 WWUS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, <clears throat> known as the Heartbreak Kid in our radio network circles and a contributor to WWUS Raw Radio. If you think of that 60 sitcom Happy Days, you think about that, uh, of course, one of the central characters that went, I believe, a little something just like this. He went, hey. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie's now made it on here on the line here as well. As we, of course, like I said, up to a slow start, but we're glad to see everyone here. We welcome JD, John, and Fonzie. On what should be a howling good time here tonight on episode 223 of Wolfpack. Yep, sir. Good to be here. Thank you there. And uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, JD did have a, a few little technical problems. We hope to have those. We hope we have, we have those resolved here, but uh, <clears throat> but we will be course monitoring the situation. And again, we apologize for that delay. Our live video feed tonight comes to us from our group dedicated to Georgia Championship Wrestling, GCWUS, beginning of a dream. If you care to join us from GCWUS here tonight for our live video feed of NWO Wolfpack 223, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash GCWUS beginning beyond. And we care to join us through talkshoot.com. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138-521-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything we have to talk about here tonight, which will include, ladies and gentlemen, um, as you know, of course, we had a big night last night here, of course, and we did this. We did talk a little bit about what happened last night with, of course, the two-hour debut, of course, of NXT on the USA Network. Plus, also the debut of, of course, the one thing of, of the one uh, organization here that a lot of people were definitely uh, keeping an eye on here, and of course, the debut of their brand new show, Dynamite, on TNT last night. That of course, uh, AEW. And there'll be a lot of talk here between, of course, John, uh, JD, and Fonzie here tonight about all, both of those shows, about how everything went there here this evening. Plus, also, I think we may hear from a couple of our folks here. And getting their predictions of what we have so far for, of course, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, of course, on Sunday. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as odd as it sounds, here we still only have three matches signed up officially for this event. Uh, and, of course, at last count, that's only eight superstars that are planning on competing at this show. Now, unless it's some sort of strategy that WWE has, I don't know as to why they haven't put more matches on here. We'll talk about that here in just a few moments. And the and that too, by the way. And also some wrestling extras here will come your way here as well. So be sure to listen in on that here as we move up, move forward. In the meantime, in the meantime, here folks, let's see what's on the on the on the uh, stove here tonight as JD gets ready to uh, flip this around as high as any pancake you might have ever seen in a diner. Uh, of course, your wrestling news and views here for this evening. JD, let's see what's what we got going on here this evening in the, on the wrestling news scene. Wednesday's NXT show produced 891,000 viewers for the USA Television Network according to Show Buzz Daily. The number was down from the 1.006 million viewers who watched last week's one-hour show. NXT finished 10th in the 18-49 demographic for the night, while unfortunately AEW one was 1.40 million viewers, if you will. It was number two overall behind the Tampa Bay Devil Rays win over the uh, Oakland Athletics, if you will, which they did win indeed, however, mind you, however, 5-1. to one. Meanwhile, however, in addition to that, Kurt Angle's brother is in big trouble yet again. Eric Angle, according to reports, however, was indicted recently for allegedly selling anabolic steroids and other drugs online. CBS Pittsburgh reports that Eric Angle, who had a few appearances, however, for WWE, has been indicted on charges including conspiracy to distribute controlled substances and, of course, control, uh, conspiracy to import controlled substances. 
Eric was arrested for assault in March this past year after he was caught on video, caught on video picking up a student at a wrestling tournament. <laughs> the mat. The charges against him in July. The indictment alleges that one of Engels, one of three men who sold the drugs by the dark web and shipped them under fake names by UPS. The steroids were imported from China, among other locations, with the payments made by via both cryptocurrency and cash, if you will. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, meanwhile, NXT injuries report, however, uh, uh, just saw it a second ago. Hold on a second, I just had it. Give me a minute, folks. Uh, da, da, da. okay, here we go. Yes. The latest NXT injury report from WWE now is online, however. Tommaso Chiappa is cleared, but according to Matt Camp, however, however, believe Kyle O'Reilly and Shane Thorne listed day-to-day with AC Springs. Candice LeRae is also day-to-day as a result of a neck contusion she suffered in her match with Shane at Basel last night, and Matt Riddle has not been listed immediately clear for action. Chiappa did make his return at the end of the show last night, staring down Adam Cole on the stage tower, but not before Chiappa came out and confronted him, if you will, mind you. Meanwhile, however, Vince Russo is back in the news, teller. Vince Russo, believe it, does not want to see the wrestling companies getting along, apparently, as he took a shot at WWE for congratulating AEW on its rating success. Following the news today that AEW Dynamite beat NXT in the ratings last night, and WWE's message congratulating AEW on a quote, successful career premiere, Russo unloaded Howard on WWE on Twitter this afternoon and said the following. Congratulations to Congratulations to AEW on a successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head telecast of NXT and USA Network and of the fans. Who can expect Wednesday nights to be competitive and wild riders? This is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. So weak, Howard. Vince responded, Howard, by saying, Wonder if WWE's going to start a ton of companies putting their rival slash competition like maybe Coke telling customers to try Pepsi. At Vince McMahon, what the blank happened here, Brock Auto, bro? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, uh, as you know, Roman Reigns was, however, this morning, however, along with Charlotte Flair and Stephanie McMahon on Fox Defense. <laughs> Reminds you how in promoting the Friday night SmackDown show, Charlotte was on yesterday with McMahon on Monday. As of now, Triple H possibly along with Stone Cold and maybe a few others could be on tomorrow to hype up the big season premiere that will be on tomorrow night on Fox. However, the pre-show starts at 7:30 with the main show starting at 8 o'clock live from the Staples Center, if you will. Meanwhile, however, speaking of Los Angeles, we do have reports, however, believe it or not, from Jeremy Thomas at 411 Mania. According to a new report, CM Punk will indeed be discussing WWE on Fox WWE Backstage Studio Show. Or Cal Twitter account, which has broken several wrestling television related shows previously, posted to say that Punk's deal for Fox Sports 1 as a commentator is, quote, a done deal. The news comes that day after Nick Jackson said during an interview with the New York Post that uh, I think, quote, the ship to see regarding Punk bringing into AEW. WWE Backstage is set to premiere on November 5th on FS1 with Renee Young and Booker T hosting. Punk confirmed this week, however, that he had met with Fox Sports, however, about the possible gig, noting that he is, quote, not dealing with anybody in WWE. You know it's legit. They're just like, it's Fox, and I was just like, okay, and they explained to me what it was. And I love Renee Young. Renee's a great person. She's Canadian, so obviously she's just like super over-the-top nice and friendly, and it's along the lines of what I do for CFFC. But I prefaced it with 
with, quote, guys, I'm not going to come and just dump all of the stuff to dump on it. Like I said, that's old film. But if it's bad, I can't pretend. I'm not going to be able to pretend that it's not anything but bad. So they want to present it as like a real sport and just have a show that recaps stuff, just like they do with NFL, just like NHL with hockey games and stuff like that. And that's where we are with that. And finally, however, believe it or not, however, the baseball playoffs will be Thursday night football on the docket tonight. Earlier tonight, however, the St. Louis Cardinals came back to beat the Atlanta Braves to take an early one nothing lead in the division series with Game 2, I believe, set for tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening in Atlanta. Meanwhile, the L.A. Dodgers are up on John's boys and that's one nothing in the top of the fourth tower. And on Thursday night football, the Seattle Seahawks are up 14-13 at the break in Seattle. Jared Goff so far has 129 pass and a Todd Gurley rushing for 38 yards. Russell Wilson yeah. has that. Of two, however, going 10 of 13 for a buck 90 in the first half hour and two touchdowns. We will keep an eye on this Thursday night game throughout the course of the rest of the evening. All right, thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D., oh, along with... Two more, real, quick, two, real quick, two more college games to report. Temple's being East Carolina 17-10 early in the second half and early at the start of the fourth quarter. It is Georgia Southern trailing South Alabama 14-10. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King N.W.O. Jawar T. Smith is King Ice. Your 2017 Hall of Fame is tag team that bring all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. <clears throat> Let's see what John has here in our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, October the 3rd. 34 years ago today, which would put it at 1985, WWF taped the second edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from the Meadowlands Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. This is the show that featured the wedding of Uncle Elmer. But in the matches that followed, Hulk Hogan defeated Nikolai Volkov, who retained the WWF title. Uh, Uncle Elmer actually defeated uh, Johnny Valiant in just 12 seconds. Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper fought to a double countout. Andre the Giant and Tony Atlas defeated Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy by DQ. And the Dream Team retained the WWF Tag Team titles over Lanny Popo and Tony Guerrero. 28 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see here, uh, yes, 1991, WWF pre presented the <clears throat> Battle Royal from the Royal Albert Hall in London, England. Uh, the whole of the show was the funny man over the top of Battle Royal. But in the matches that happened, of course, the Nasty Boys defeated the Rockers. Ric Flair defeated Tito Santana. <clears throat> this is Ric Flair's first WWF pay-per-view match. Earthquake defeated the Big Boss Man. Uh, somebody who, uh, every time I mention his name, J.D. plays his music, defeats the Texas Tornado. I'm not going to say it because... I know oh, uh, you mean who I think you mean? Shall we play it? <laughs> oh, dear God. Man, you cannot get around this boy for some odd reason. I didn't even say it, and he already did. <laughs> uh, get out of your system, J.D. Go ahead. I know you want to play it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yes. Nettertaker uh, defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan by DQ. The Legion of Doom defeated Power and Glory to retain the WWF Tag Team titles. John, just a little word of mouth. Anything before 2002, please say WWF and not WWE, because that kind of throws things off a little bit. Uh, the British Bulldog defeated the Barbarian. And in the main event, the British Bulldogs, speaking of which, won another match. It was the 20-man Battle Royal match. The participants in this contest featured the Barbarian, the Big Boss Man, Jim Duggan, Earthquake, Ric Flair, Hercules, Marty Jannetty, Brian Knobs, the Legion of Doom, Shawn Michaels, uh, the music you just heard, Roddy Piper, Ro- Paul Roma, Jerry Sags, Typhoon, The Undertaker, and The Texas Tornado. <laughs> uh, 19 years ago today, put at 2000, WWF via press release on their web press releases press release on their website announced that Vince Russo and Ed Ferraro were leaving for WCW following a secret meeting over the weekend in Atlanta. 15 years ago today, would put it at 2004, WWE, that, that, that's when you can say WWE, John, right here, presented No Mercy from the Continental Airlines Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. About 10,000 were in attendance with 240,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In a pre-show dark match, Mark Jindrak defeated Scotty Tuhati. Eddie Guerrero defeated Luther Reigns. Spike Dudley defeated Nunzio to retain the WWE Cruiserweight title. Billy Kidman defeated Paul London. Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree defeated Rey Mysterio and RVD to retain the WWE Tag Team titles. The Big Show defeated Kurt Angle. This is Big Show's first pay-per-view match since WrestleMania 20. Uh, John, John Cena defeated Booker T in a best-of-five series match to win the United States title for the second time. Charlie Haas, Rico, and Miss Jackie defeated the Dudleys and Dawn Marie. This is the Dudleys' last pay-per-view match until ECW One Night Stand in 2005. Also, JBL defeated The Undertaker in the first-ever last Friday match to retain the WWE title with interference from Heidenreich. After the match, Heidenreich and Heyman destroyed the hearse with The Undertaker inside it, but The Undertaker was nowhere to be found. Ooh, spooky. Uh, 14 years ago today, put it at 2005, WWE presented Raw Homecoming back from the USA on the USA Network from the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas. It's the first time Raw had been on the USA Network since September 18, 2000, and the first time that Raw ever holds a three-hour episode of the show. Also of note, Stone Cold made his return to Raw to stun the entire McMahon family, even Linda as well. This was Shane McMahon's first Raw appearance since November 2003, Stephanie McMahon's first Raw appearance since December 2002, and Linda McMahon's first Raw appearance since August of 2003. Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels fought to a 30-minute Ironman match as they fought 2-2 two to, two to a 2-2 two, two, two time limit draw. Ed, Edge defeated Matt Hardy in a Money in the Bank ladder match. As a result of the loss, Matt Hardy was kicked out of the Raw roster. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, moved to SmackDown three weeks later. Also on that show Piper's Pit was held on Raw with Mick Foley as a special guest. This is Mick Foley's first Raw appearance since December of 2004. And interrupting the segment would be the Ortons. This would be Cowboy Bob's first Monday Night Raw appearance ever. And the first time Bob Orton and Roddy Piper had a confrontation since 1986. Also, Ric Flair and Triple H defeated Carlito and Chris Masters. This was Triple H's first TV match since Avengers in 2005 when he wrestled with Batista for the World Heavyweight title inside Hell in a Cell. After the match, Triple H turned on Flair, signifying the death of Evolution. 
Ashley and Trish Stratus defeated Candice Michelle, Tori Wilson, and Victoria in a handicap bra panties match. Yes. Also on that same show, there was scheduled to be a SmackDown six-man tag team match with Benoit, Batista, and Rey Mysterio against the team of Eddie Guerrero, Christian, and JBL. But, but Bischoff pulled the plug on the match by shutting their lights out. This would be Eddie Guerrero's first raw appearance since March of 2004, but sadly it would be his last. And, of course, John Cena defeated Eric Bischoff in a no-DQ match to retain the WWE title. After the match, a brawl broke out between Raw and SmackDown. And J.D. sound like he is on steroids. <laughs> yeah. 11 years ago today, put at 2008 on SmackDown. SmackDown debuted on My Network TV. In the first match on the My Network TV channel, on SmackDown, Batista, Finley, Jeff Hardy, and Rey Mysterio defeated JBL, Kane, MVP, and D. Brian Kendrick in an eight man tag team match. Santino Morello defeated Shelton Benjamin in a champion versus champion match. Mark Henry in the Great Kali defeated Chavo Guerrero in a handicap match. Carlito, Primo, and CM Punk defeated Cody Rhodes, Manu, and Ted DiBiase Jr. Beth Phoenix defeated Michelle McCool in a lumberjack match. And in the main event on My Network TV, WWE Champion Triple H defeated World Heavyweight Champion Chris Jericho and ECW Champion Matt Hardy in a non-title champion versus champion versus champion triple threat match. Nine years ago today, put it at 2010, WWE, WWE presented Hell in a Cell from the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas. About 7,500 were in attendance with 210,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 283,000 from the 2009 event. In a pre-show dark match, Goldust, R-Truth, and Kofi Kingston defeated Dashing Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler. Daniel Bryan defeated Gamera John Morrison in a triple threat submissions falls count anywhere match to retain the, U- the U.S. title. Randy Orton defeated Sheamus in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the WWE title. Edge defeated Jack Swagger. Wade Barrett defeated John Cena. As a result of the loss, Cena was forced to join the Nexus. Had Cena won the match, or if any of the members of the Nexus interfered, then the group would have been forced to disband. The two, okay. Uh, Natalia defeated Michelle McCool by DQ in a Divas title match. Kane defeated The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. This is Kane's third Hell in a Cell match. The last time he competed before this was in August of 1998. The match ended with Paul Bearer turning on The Undertaker and costing him the World Heavyweight Championship and siding with Kane in the process. This is also Paul Bearer's first pay-per-view appearance since the 2004 Great American Bash. Six years ago today, put it at 2013, WWE signed Carmella to a WWE developmental contract. In her WWE career, she has matched Enzo and Cass in NXT, and she became a member of the SmackDown brand in 2016, in where she had big success by winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. <clears throat> And cashing it in after WrestleMania 34. And also just recently, of course, she is currently holding, as far as we know still, she is currently holding the 24-7 title. Uh, four years ago today, put at 2015, WWE presented live from Madison Square Garden um, in New York City. It's the first time that WWE and MSG was televised since the 2011 Survivor Series. 
The event was also noted for Brock Lesnar's first match in the building since March 14, 2004 at WrestleMania 20, and it was also the 25th anniversary of Chris Jericho's pro wrestling debut. In two pre-show dark matches, Zack Ryder defeated Bo Dallas, and Mark Henry defeated Joshua Kingsley. Also, Dolph Ziggler and Randy Orton defeated Rusev and Sheamus. This is Rusev's first at Masters Square Garden TV match. Neville defeated Stardust. Team Bella defeated PCB in a six-person tag team match. Kevin Owens defeated Jericho to retain the IC title. This is Jericho's first MSG match since 2009. Uh, let's see. Yes, the Dudley Boys defeated the New, the New Day by DQ in a WWE tag team title match. This is the Dudley Boys' first MSG appearance since WrestleMania 20. Brock Lesnar defeated the Big Show in the rematch for the 2002 Survivor Series encounter. And John Cena defeated Seth Rollins in a steel cage match to retain the U.S. title. Three years ago today, 2016, on Raw from Los Angeles at the Staples Center, the women main evented Raw as Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte to win the Raw Women's title. It's the first time the women main evented Raw since 2004. <clears throat> today is a happy 40th birthday to soon-to-be WWE bound back home, a former IC, ECW, and Tag Team champion, John Morrison. And of course, MLD said that that was not really the case, but if it is, I mean, that would be, you know, that'd be great to have him back. And That's also, part two. Yes, it would. And today's also a very happy 80th birthday to legendary Hall of Famer Bullet Bob Armstrong, who I believe he is the dad of the road dog Jesse James, if I'm not too much mistaken. Okay. All right. And that's all we got for the rest of history and birthdays here for today. So, John, we thank you very much. Happy birthday to Glenn Stefani. Believe it or not, he turns 50 today. Happy 35th birthday to Ashley Simpson. And happy 46th birthday to Nev Campbell today. Of course, of course, uh, Gwen Stefani and Ashley Simpson, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, you know, legend, uh, are, uh, of course, um, two of your well-known female singers, of course, and, and my happy 45th birthday to Sean William Scott, better known to you all as Steve Stifler, who was also in the American Pie Trilogy and the Rundown with Wayne The Rock Johnson. Speaking of The Rock, we will see The Rock tomorrow night. And also, a very good special shout-out to my good friend Kim, Whose uh, boys, however, one of them is in law school. Happy 56th birthday to her, but I refer to her as 21 today. However, happy birthday, Kim. Absolutely. And of course, as, as, as I was saying, of course, Ashley Simpson and Gwen Stefani, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, they can't sing at all with the day. Anyway, but that's just my personal that's just my personal opinion. But a lot of people might think a little bit different. But, uh, <clears throat> Uh, and also, we do know England is a fine country, by the way. <laughs> JD, thank you very much for the rest of the news and views here for tonight here as well. Let's give the number one more time here, folks. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138-521-POUND. This is episode 223 of NWO here for, of course, Thursday, October 3rd, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, along with the Iceman, Jerry B. Geralmo, the human suplex machine, John Gross. And also the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, here with you here tonight as well. All right, uh, gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right to, of course, the business at hand here. 
And ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be, of course, the routine going forward here with, of course, as you know, SmackDown is being, is, is not, will be now on Friday night starting tomorrow night. So ladies and gentlemen, it is officially been, it has officially been decided here that, uh, and I will let you know the schedule here just a few moments, but uh, as soon as we take care of this, the start, of course, I say, John, if you like to start. And, and also, John says something about March 26, 2001. We closed an era between WWF and WCW, and many thought we, were going, we weren't going to see wrestling wars again, although TNA tried to compete with WWE in 2010, but they failed. But now October 2nd, 2019, will forever be a day when the wars are reunited again. And I think John's already getting underway here, folks. Let's go ahead and see what he has to say here. Uh, <clears throat> I was going to say we're going to start with John, and apparently he just went ahead and just, just flown it right on in. So let's go ahead and see what we got here. Uh, John says he's going to first, he's going to actually mention here NXT, and then he will end it with AEW. So he's going to talk about both at the same time here, guys. Uh, <clears throat> let's see what you got to say here, John, and we'll and we will definitely we will definitely hear read it here. John says, okay, the NXT title match was all right between Adam Cole, baby, and Matt Riddle. But John was surprised that Finn Balor was making his way back to NXT. And John believes that's a good move for him, considering that he was buried up in the main roster. And the main roster, they only gave him the Universal title and the Intercontinental title. Of course, my personal opinion, he, Finn Balor still owed the, a Universal title match, in my personal opinion. I really think those. Technically, ladies and gentlemen, he never, he never really lost that belt to begin with. So John says that, but so John says Ben Bowers not the only one who's now looking for Adam Cole. John says an, another one who's looking for Adam Cole as well. And it's a man who never lost a title in the first place as well. And that is Tommaso Chiappa. Do we see Ciampa versus Cole before Survivor Series? There will be a triple threat between Ciampa, Cole, and Finn Balor. Of course, NXT hit it out of the park again, although the viewership was down. Well, ladies and gentlemen, from WWS Final, do not forget to see JD and Fonzie in. Mr. Holland's anus. Fonzie <laughs> uh, will play the role of Mr. Holland while JD will play the part of his anus. <laughs> JD, we're just joking with you. We need to step with you. And now, John said, let's talk about AEW. John has to say he was impressed. Uh, excuse me for just one second. <laughs> John, the man that Cody faced was Sammy Guevara. John said it was a good opener between Cody and Sammy 
Guevara. Yeah, there you go. I don't know why I won't say guacamole. I don't know why. Uh, um, John says, anyway, good opener, and they gave it about uh, 13 minutes. So John says it will be Cody versus Jericho in November at Baltimore. And also the match between, of course, Pac, who was formerly known as Neville, and Hangman Page. Was good. John says don't get him wrong. John says Pac is two, and John Neville goes by Pac in AEW, by the way. Uh, Neville or Pac is 2-0 and in AEW, defeating two big names, of course, first Kenny Omega and now Hangman Page. John also says congratulations to Rio. That's, that's, that's okay, John. That's okay. Congratulations to Rio being the first ever women's champion. Anala Rhodes decides to be a crybaby after the match. He goes on and goes on and attacks Rio until Kenny Omega stops. John says, uh, "Oh, John, that's okay. That's okay. We know who you're talking about. I'm just, I just, just want to because some people may end up saying something otherwise. So I'm just, that's why I'm saying that." So. John said it turns out, oh, I'm sorry, the six-man tag team event where when it started, well, Omega was originally in this for a while until he was attacked by John Moxley. And you have to wonder, oh, when are these two going to stop fighting with each other? Turns out they will stop at nothing and destroy the living heck out of each other and prove why Moxley threw Omega through the table. I think AEW also pretty, pretty much proved that they're trying to bring the essence of what pro wrestling has always been back. Well, that's pretty much been missed here for quite a long time. So apparently the Young Bucks put up a decent effort, but Jericho and the LAX were too much for them. And then after the match, all heck breaks loose again with Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara and Cody's brother Dustin all coming out. But this one, it looks like the odds were even. Out comes former WWE superstar Jack Swagger, making the save for Jericho and LAX. So now we can call him, of course, by his real name, Jake Hager.
So it looks like Jericho, LAX, Henry Guevara, and Hager have formed an alliance. So explosive to kick off the inaugural AEW versus NXT Wars. What better way to have the first show in AEW, although John wasn't there last night, but what better way to, it was to be one hour away from his hometown? I couldn't have said it better myself, John. Put, put the money right on the mat there, bud. And John said he, he enjoyed, enjoyed the commentaries, of course, of Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and others. Of course, I never thought I would see Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone working together ever again, calling matches. <laughs> John doesn't say AEW and NXT won that night. We all, as as of course it was stated from WWE's uh, 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 congratulations to AEW here, the wrestling fan. I would really have to agree with that. I definitely would. I definitely would. So, John, anything else you wish to add there? Uh, yes, John says, is that the best? We were the world. We were the, of course, the real winners. I agree with that 110%. And John's it. So when you thought one war ended in 2001, think again. And John said that is his closing. So, John, we thank you very much, sir. Uh, I couldn't have put it better myself there, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, Fonzie, uh, let's let's get uh, anything you would like to say about either NXT, AEW, or both. Speechless. That's all I want to say. Speechless. Would you agree both both shows really delivered last night? Yeah. Yep. That's why I'm speechless. (laughs) They were were that good, huh? Okay. Well, hey, that's 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 sometimes a good thing there, Um, because like I said, if the stuff was that good, I mean, why not, right? (laughs) Okay. Well, hey, you know what? That even speaks a whole lot louder than words. So, so good point. Good point indeed, there, Foss. Thank you very much. Now I'm sure JD's got a lot he wants to get off his chest about this. So I'm going to do this in my traditional fashion here. Uh, and, and, and you know what, I mean, John, JD, I'm going to ask you this. Ask you this in this way, okay? I'm going to ask you this in this manner. In the immortal wor- words of our current Universal Champion Seth Rollins, "Are you ready to burn it down?" Yes, I am. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is a WWS Radio Network exclusive. Of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, is not afraid to let his feelings know. Of course, about Raw, SmackDown, Second Play, NXT, EW, and everything else, and all the pay-per-views and all that good stuff. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, JD is going to let the fur fly here, as we say, as he always says, in more ways than one. Here, he's got a lot to say about both what 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 took place on NXT last night and what took place at, at on AEW last on its debut show, and I cannot wait to hear what he has to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us go ahead and get right here to it. 
As we escort, this is the first ever on NWO Wolfpack here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, J JD's AWP Icebreaker. This is Zach. That's going to chase my will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Chad, when are we doing our predictions for out in the South? John's probably going to do his tonight, and, and I figure everybody else will probably want to do theirs tomorrow. Uh, if John's doing it, I'll do mine. Easier. Okay. Well, like I said, I mean, keep in mind that, you know, you might have to probably do it again if they announce any more matches. Yeah, right now, yeah that's fine. Right now, because yeah. there's only three of them. Yes. All right, J.D., let's go ahead and hear what you got to say. We, and we can't wait to hear what you have to say. Please fire it up. All right. All right, Tower. Let's talk about NXT first, Tower. Last night, for the second, because it must, we were full. Last night, we were full sale university. However, and the question was, however, mind you, however, would it be a successful show? Would it do a very good show? However, mind you, however. That being said, however, we would have to wait and see. However, what would? Sorry. Oh, and that would be. <laughs> and of course. We started out the show with Nigel, Beth, and Mama Mia himself, Mauro Ranola, beginning the show. And our first match of the night, of course, was for the NXT Championship belt. The bro man himself versus the leader of the Undisputed Era, the Palm City Beach playboy, Adam Cole. And Adam Cole, of course, fought a hell of a match here against the Bro-Man. you got to tip your cap to the Bro-Man. But unfortunately, just when it looked like Cole was going to have a good night, who should show up but the return of the Demon King Slayer, Finn Balor? And unfortunately, however, it looks like, however, we might have a match down the road between the current NXT champion and the longest-term NXT champion, in history, one-on-one. Then we go to a segment with the Velveteen Dream, and of course the Velveteen Dream, of course, says, however, however, he is looking to get back his North American title against Roderick Strong. I can only imagine we might see that match possibly, maybe, next week. Then, of course, we find out we got... The Cruiserweight title coming up next week, however, between Drew Pepper, Jack Gulak, however, who's looking to make things a little spicy and rough things up, however, taking on the one person we never thought we would see back in WWE, let alone NXT, again. Yes, folks, I'm talking about the Gary Coleman, Terrell Owens, pipsqueak little, lackluster Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight title. But the question is now, Will Leo Rush shock everyone and take away Gulak's title after Gulak has held the belt for almost two plus months? Or will Gulak, however, hold on to the title, however? Will Leo 
be quick and get done this thing early, or will it take some time and then finally win against Gulak, however? Will Gulak finally to slow down Leo, who is off in a hurry, however, to get one thing around his waist, and that is Gulak's title? We'll see. Then we go to Io Shirai versus Mia Yim, and this was said to be a pretty damn good match from what Fonzie said, and it sounded like it was a really good match. And I must tip my cap to both these ladies yet again. Unfortunately, Io Shirai had the last laugh on Mia Yim on this night. Then we go to Johnny Wrestling versus Shane Thorne at TM61. Johnny Wrestling, of course, pulling off the win there at the Rocky Balboa, asked, making his first appearance in quite some time, however, cut off a member of TM61, if you will. Then, of course, we see a video package of Tegan Knox. The question is, however, when will Tegan Knox, however, make her impact in WWE, if you will, as far as the main roster goes? We know we've heard good things about her in NXT UK, however, taking on Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm. And I've got to talk about NXT UK, which I will talk about after I get done with all this stuff, mind you. But that being said, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But now we hear that next week on NXT US, however, I should say, we are going to have the leader of Imperium, the big, massive, taking Kushida. And who knows if we'll see Ashner, Barthel, and Wolf at ringside, the soldiers of Baldur's army. And who knows if Kushida will have backup in his corner. And who knows if Walter will have his entourage with him. But it's going to be very interesting. You can bet on that. Then we go to the women's title matchup between Shayna Baszler and Candice DeRay. And of course, the Queen of Spades had her two minions with him, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. Candice fought a hell of a match, but in the end, it came off a little short, if you will, however. And Shayna fought a good match, a pretty deep match, winning with her somewhat hold, if you will. Unfortunately, how we see, however, Stephanie, Mark Henry, Alonzo Blaze, the Outsiders, how all there last night watching NXT of where it's at. So now the question is, who is the next person to take on Shayna and who can stop her? Mia Yim, Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai, the Bailey Huggable, lovable, bubbly new version of Bailey, Io Shirai. Who? Who, I ask, who? It seems like no one can stop the Queen of Spades right now as the Queen of Spades continues to dominate and show that she is the true tough uh, uh, face of the women's division that is in NXT right now. Unless you have someone like the warm, bubbly Dakota Kai or maybe Io Shirai, however, or possibly maybe uh, Bianca Belair slow her down and end her reign, then good luck. Then we go to the main event. But before we do that, we see Wally, however, come out with the Street Profits, which I'm not a big fan of Wally's. But anyway, we have Ford and Dawkins taking on Fish and O'Reilly. And this wasn't a bad main event, however, but once again, the Undisputed Era show that they are one of the best teams in all of wrestling right now by pulling off the win. Then, of course, out comes Adam Cole, but before things looked positive for the era, however, and looked like they were all looking glamorous, however, and that no one could touch them, who shows up? Yes, folks, the Sicilian stretcher, if you will, man himself is looking to stretch somebody in Tommaso Chiapa. Yes, folks, Chiapa is back. 
And if I'm Adam Cole, I'd be very, very careful now because you've got two guys now that are coming after you. One, the longest-term NXT champion in history in the form of the Demon King Slayer, Finn Balor. And now you've got Tommaso Chiappa staring at you. That leads me to wonder, are we going to see a triple threat with these guys at War Games next month in Chicago? Hell, are we going to see it on NXT? I'll tell you one thing. Adam Cole better realize now, however, that he's got two guys that are coming for him and that big prize. That is the NXT belt. But, yeah, overall, NXT did pretty damn well again, as they do every week, however, and I was very impressed with what I saw. So I must tip my cap once again to saying, however, that NXT had a pretty good show. Now let's talk about the biggest fireworks explosion we've been waiting to see and talk about for almost a long time and then some. We talked about them by doing, of course, their pay-per-views and other news in this net, and we've also broken down some of their stuff. But before we get to that, folks, we're going to tell you what happened on NXT UK today, in case you're curious. Hyper Niven defeated Isoladon. Alexander Wolf defeated Saxon Huxley. And yes, Kaylee Ray, ladies and gentlemen, however, took on Tegan Knox. But next week, Jesse Gabbard will take on Piper Niven. That should be a really good match, by the way. But of course, Kaylee Ray defeated Tegan Knox in a non-title matchup, if you will. Just in case you're curious. Now let's talk about AEW It happened just near John's neck of the woods and near MLD's neck of the woods in the nation's capital, the Capital One Arena, where 14,000-plus packed in and saw a damn good show, if you want. It was a damn good show. Who starts out this show but the American Nightmare and his beautiful, lovely, sexy wife, Eden Brandy Rose. And, of course, this led us to our first match of the night, Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes. And, man, oh, man, was this a hell of a match and a good way to kick off the fireworks in more ways than one. Absolutely brilliant. These two really meshed well. They said they gave the match 12 minutes, however, in time. But if you ask me, it looked like 15. It was a damn good way to kick off the show, and it was a good way to show two of the best of their the best of their abilities. Cody making Guevara look pretty damn good, and Guevara making Cody look good, too. These guys absolutely did not disappoint the crowd, and they did not disappoint the fans and me, and including me at home watching this. This was a good, good way to kick off the show. Afterward, Tony got in the ring and was ready to talk to Cody, and Cody gave him a hug, and I was real good, and then Sammy came out of nowhere, how I don't like things were going to escalate again. But this time, Sammy stuck out his hand, and was ready to uh, ask for a handshake, however. And it looked like, however, they were going to have a mutual respect with one But then who shows up? Oh, yes. The AEW New World's Heavyweight Champion, however. The man who continues to complain that he never got a thank you. Yes, folks, I'm talking about Chris Jericho. The man who Cody will be facing in less than a month from now in Baltimore at the next AEW pay-per-view, in which that match will be one hell of a match. Probably one of the best matches of the year. And Jericho continues to pound down Cody time after time, however, mind you, just to get his point across. Well, Jericho, guess what? You thought you may have had the last laugh on Cody, but I'll tell you what's going to happen to you as I continue along with talking about this show. Then we go to Brandon Cutler versus MJF, and MJF shows that he is one of the best heels a la Miz, however, on this side. He is very good at speaking the mic. 
and he has the cockiness and arrogance to back it up. Although this match did not go very long, about three minutes long, our MJF showed how that he is a very, very controversial but yet unique character, let's just say. Speaking of unique, let's talk about, however, one of the funniest segments of the night, however, with SCU. Getting into it, of course, with the Lucha Bros, a Fenex, if you will, however, and uh, his partner. And, of course, this sets up the big tag team tournament that we will start to see beginning next week, however, in Boston. With the big names like the Lucha Brothers, however, Pentagon and FedEx, SCU, Scorpio, Sky, and Kazarian, and, yes, Private Party. It's anyone's guess in who's going to win this tag team tournament, but I can tell you it's going to be a damn good tournament to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun to follow this tournament, too. But I will tip my cap to Scorpio Kazarian Daniels for pulling off probably the best impression I've seen in a long time. We all remember when DX did their uh, State of the Union just back in the day. This actually reminded me of it, but even better. Scorpio, of course, mimicked the Barack Obama because Danny Daniels would pretend to be Circuit Service Agent. And man, did they pull this off perfectly in every sense of it. Kudos to all three of them. Well done, boys. Well done indeed. Speaking of well done, let's talk about the next match, which was a hell of one of the best, the, 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 one of the best matches of the night, probably one of the two best matches on this show. The Hangman Adam Page versus the Bastard Devil, a.k.a. Pac. And once again, Pac showed how he didn't care about anyone or anything but himself. And he showed why that he might be one of the most dangerous people right now in the sport there is. And if I'm a guy like Chris Jericho, hell, if I'm even like Cody, let alone even anyone else right now, I'd be very, very careful. This is a guy who I feel before the year's out, or maybe early next year, folks, could be a champion in AEW. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to call here and now, you're going to see a new champion to start the new year and a new decade off in 2020 with a bang. And I'll tell you right now, Cody might win this against Jericho, however, possibly, maybe, in Baltimore next month. And Cody has a follow-up, but I'll tell you right now, when Cody or Jericho take on the Bastard Pock, you bet your bottom dollar you're going to get one hell of a fight with either one of these guys taking on this guy. And Pock right now, I'll tell you right now, might be the most dangerous guy right now in all of wrestling. That includes WWE, that includes NXT, that includes ROH and New Japan. This guy is not here to play people. He's here to hurt you and hurt you badly. And Paige found out that quickly last night. Very quickly. And almost got stretched out in a big time with. But like I said, I will say this was one of the best matches of the night, hands down. This was one of the two best matches of the night. But to me, the match of the night was next. The little firecracker at four foot eight, ninety pounds, and only twenty-two, and who began her career at the age of eight, eight folks in grade school, not even second grade, and has been wrestling for the last fifteen years, taking on. The transgender, five foot seven, big mega monster known as Nyla Rose, who was not here to sweet smell her way to victory, but she was rather to crush and wilt Riho's dream and everyone else's in the AEW Federation, whether it be Tessa Blanchard if she is coming in, awesome call, Dr. Britt Baker looking to tell the doctor she has bad news for her, or anyone else for that matter. Well, guess what? Nyla got crushed and wilted on this night. Riho started so that she was explosive and ready to put up a fight. And she fight, and fight they did. And to me, this was the match of the night, by far. This was an awesome fight with two of the best that maybe WWE could not even touch. 
have your Becky and Sasha's. You have your Charlotte and uh, Bailey's. Riho and Nyla Rose now have the AEW and audiences now realizing that wrestling in another federation that is not WWE knows they know what it takes to get the job done. And last night they both showed why they put on one of the best matches of the night and probably one of the top matches of the year, hands down, without question. So to both of them, I will tip my cap to you guys on a job well done. Well done indeed, guys. Uh, give me a minute. I'm just, I'm just trying to get this done here, guys. So bear with me here, folks. I'm trying to work on this too on my phone here. And this is, I got a lot of stuff on my uh, phone here. Hey, hey Chad. Yes. Uh, I just saw a few matches on for Hell in Cell, except for one. Okay. Let me, let me stop. Okay. Well, let, okay. Let JD talk, and I'll check that out. While uh, and I'll and I'll double and I'll and I'll double check that. Thank you, Ponzi, for that reminder. JD, please continue. Okay. Now, up next, we go to the main event. Chris Jericho and his LAX partners of Santana and Ortiz versus the super kick party boys of the Young Bucks, the Jackson boys, Matt and Nick, and yes, the almighty elite cleaner, Kenny Omega. Who shows up here? Yes, folks, the first of two that we'd see in this match, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever you want to call them. And as a result, him and Omega began to brawl with one another. And at one point, however, believe it or not, however, he then set up a DDT on Omega and basically made Kenny crash through it along with him, and it just shattered to pieces. Now, apparently we couldn't tell if this was legitimately real glass or fake plexiglass, but whatever the case may be, this was the holy shit moment and one of the crazier moments you will ever see, maybe, in a long time. Unfortunately, in the end, Jericho and his boys won. However, Jericho won with his finisher, the Judas Effect, however. And then afterward, however, holy hell broke loose. Cody came down, followed by Guevara. Then Cody's brother, the natural himself, ladies and gentlemen, Dustin Rhodes, gold dust, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, came down. But who comes out to ruin the party? Yes, folks, Mr. We the People himself. Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, who looks more trim than ever before. And as a result, along with Jericho and his goons of Ortiz and Santana, begin to put the boots to the Rose Boys, however, along with Kenny Omega and the Bucks. And now the question leads to this, however. What are we going to see next week in Austin, besides the tag match? Are we going to see possibly a 10-man tag? Five on five? Are we going to see an eight-man tag? I don't know. All I know is this. Wednesday Night Wrestling, we have been waiting and we've been talking for months and almost years now. And for the first time since 1995, I can honestly say, however, the straight face, I have never more been happier to see competition back in the sport of wrestling once again. For years, we didn't think we would ever see it. We thought TNA or ROH or hell, even New Japan would try to stick it to Vince McMahon. Not to say WWE is still struggling, because they all kind of are. But last night, we saw for the first time since the debut of Monday Nitro back in 1995, however, 
or that wrestling is back where it's supposed to be, and in the middle of the week, no less. Yes, I will give NXT credit. I will continue to give NXT credit because I love NXT. But now I can also say I'm loving more and more of AEW. And last night, Cody, you, Kenny, the Bucks, your, bro- your brother, Tony Khan, Brandy, everyone behind the scenes at AEW, I raise my glass and tip my cap to you both, all of you. You put on one hell of a show in one of the biggest cities in the mall, Washington, D.C. Next week, you're going to be in Boston. One struck big, Howard, your first big at bat by not, almost literally knocking it out of the park without even getting a chance to get your first pitch in. You hit it over the fence right away from the start, and you showed what wrestling was all about. And I'm sure in the weeks and months to come, you will continue to show us what it's all about, Howard, with good and bad shows at times. <laughs> So now we can say AEW exploding has exploded in a big way. And so I say to you, Vince McMahon, take a look now what is facing you and dead straight in your eyes. It's Tony Khan of the AEW showing what wrestling is all about. And last night they showed you guys how they can, they're not afraid of you. You thought they were going to fold and quickly uh, be nothing and they thought, I'm going to have some good things here and there, but they're not going to be much of a problem. Wrong. Wrong. How wrong we were. AEW showed last night, however, in this case, to use a baseball analogy, like the New York Yankees of Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and the Murderer's Row. And they came out swinging right from the start, while you, on the other hand, pretend to be still a team like the Red Sox or the Yankees or the uh, Indians in this case. Yes, you still have good talent. And you still have good players. But I think the Yankees have a little more firepower, a little more uh, passion, a little more energy. Not to say you guys don't. But at the end of the night, all I can say is now, the scoreboard has read already one thing. AEW won. NXT and WWE, nothing. So let's see what happens in week two. With these two. I'm sure we're going to see a good show again on both ends next week, maybe, hopefully. But at the end of the night, AEW showed where it's at. And that is being back in the fan, showing the fans and showing everyone once again what real wrestling is all about. And so, as I said earlier, I commend both shows on a job well done. But at the end of the night, AEW already made the biggest statement of all. So now, Vince, it's nearly almost checkmate, it's early on checkmate to you. Can you make a move? Will you be able to respond to this? However, next week we'll see. But the biggest thing of all, what's going to happen tomorrow night in Los Angeles? How are we going to end what has been already a crazy week? Will it end in a good way or bad way? Time will tell. But again, AEW, all I can say is, blessing is back, and we never could be any more happier. Ladies and gentlemen, I could not put that better myself. Uh, true, true, true words spoken here tonight by everyone here. Of course, the Iceman, the Heartbreak Kid, and the Human Surface Machine here tonight. I do thank everyone here involved for uh, bringing in their thoughts and opinions here for for what, what was a truly a humongous night here. Of course, as JD just now pointed out, wrestling is one is truthfully one hundred percent back in the in the saddle and we'll definitely have to keep our eyes open to see what all will happen here next let's give you our number one more time 
1605-562-0444. Caller ID 138-521-POUND. This is episode 223 of NWO Wolfpack for Thursday, October 3rd, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGuolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie here with you tonight. Uh, uh, as, as Fonzie pointed out, uh, he did, he said he had just received, or he just heard, there, there was more matches. I can, re- the so I can read the matches but, for you. You, need, you can write it down or something. Well, I can read them for, to you. Well, the thing is, is that the only thing is, Wikipedia has not updated their page. I'm still showing on I, 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 it's not. It's not any Wikipedia. Well, that's I went my on CBS. I went on the CBS.com. CBS.com. Well, yeah. the, only, the only question is, are these matches confirmed? Because I'm not going to put any matches yeah. there. Or not. Yeah, I like, like I said, only one match is not um, confirmed yet. It's a WWE championship. They're waiting between Kobe and Brock Lesnar tomorrow night on Fox. And wow. uh, the other, the other matches are all set except for the WWE match. Okay. If well, you want then, me to read it to you, um, it's all listed here, except for one. Uh, let, me, let me double check something. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I, okay. I see where I see where you where, where I see where you have it here. Um. Um. I just like to read it over. For and I'll uh, and you can you can you can know you can talk about it, but just let me just let me look over the page here and uh, obviously I'm not doubting what you're telling me, but I just want I just would like to read over this here. Uh, uh, as of course, if my page allowed me to, you see. Universal title, Robin is title, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan is there. <sighs> and to give you an update right now, guys, it is two nothing Dodgers in the top of the seventh file in the Rams Seahawks game. It is twenty six twenty one L A. Jerichoff two oh nine passing. Russell Wilson two fifty one tonight has had a very good night. But uh, we are going to the fourth quarter. The Rams are up five. And uh, wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Jeff, I says here. They're not matches that are made up. Well, that's matches are. 2019 WWE Hell in a Cell matches. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I'm reading. Hold on one second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I know what's going on here. I think I know what's going on here. Yeah, you're going to scroll down. I did. And it says their predictions are not actual matches. No, they're waiting until tomorrow night to make the rest of it. No, it's a, I, I can yeah, the prediction, but there's th- only a couple matches there. Yeah, but there's like I said, there's only one match is the WWE Championship. They're waiting for Kobe or Brock Lesnar to confirm, like uh, Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. That's that's right there for the championship, SmackDown Women's. 
Then you got a SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Revival versus The New Day. Um, the Intercontinental Championship, uh, uh, Shasuke Nakamura versus Ali. Then the Cruiserweight, Gulak and Leah Rush. And that's it. And then there's only one match is not confirmed as the WWE Championship. The rest is like Roman Reigns versus, uh, and Daniel Bryan versus Rick Rowan and Luke Harper. The Raw Pack, the Raw Women's Champion, we already know that. Thank Becky Lynch and Shasa. And the Universal Champion is Seth Rollins versus Devine. Bray Wyatt. Okay. So hold on. That's wait, it. Hold on. So, wait, Fonzie, yeah. we know those. Wait, wait, hold on. Check. We know those three were signed already. So it looks like we're going to have the last ones announced tomorrow night, then they'll probably just start feeding them out. So we're going to have the final bit of the card finally tomorrow. Hmm. Yeah, is it probably the Kobe Keaston and Brock Lesnar? As it says, yes. uh, to be but, determined. That's it. Right, right, yes. But according to CBS Sports, let me finish. I'm reading the page now. I'm not doubting what Fonzie is saying. But what I'm saying here, according to the page, there's one section that says 2019 WWE Hell in a Cell matches. And it only shows the three that we already know of. But then mm-hmm. right underneath it is 2019 WWE Hell in a Cell predictions, which means these yeah. matches are these, but, but they're not confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let, me, let me read what it said. Yes, the WWE Championship. Okay, that one. Okay, it says to be determined. Yes. Okay. That one, I'll agree with you on that. Okay. SmackDown Women's title. is saying here more like it could be Bailey versus Charlotte. Bailey's shortcut win over Flair sets up an almost inevitable rematch. There's no one else currently positioned as a title challenger on SmackDown, and Flair has every reason to call for a rematch. The SmackDown tag title and revival versus the New Day. Because like things aren't settled out of revival again when after Xavier Woods knee, letting the heels move on after those actions would be very un WWE. A lot of what happens with New Day, like it depends on what WWE does with Lesnar versus Kingston at the SmackDown debut on Fox. The Intercontinental title match, Nakamura versus Ali. They clashed twice in recent weeks, and it seems inevitable Ali gets a chance to take on Nakamura and Sam and possibly Sami Zayn, of course in his corner, for the IC strap. This is that doubly true with Nakamura getting a cheap win after Zane's interference during the last SmackDown that was on USA. The Cruiserweight mat- title match, they're talking about possibly Drew Gulak versus Leo Rush. It seemed as though Humberto Carrillo was on his way to a Cruiserweight championship run after coming up short at Clash of Champions when Gulak took out Lance Dorado in the triple threat match. On NXT's first show on USA, Leo Rush defeated only Lorcan. Ernest has the number one contender for the top for the cruiserweight belt. It's possible Rush versus Gulak happens sooner than the pay-per-view, possibly as early as the next live NXT show. So so apparently, ladies and gentlemen, and while we're not doubting while we're not doubting what Fonzie is. It sounded like you're more than what it sounded like what they're saying is based upon things that always have happened, and I don't know what the heck that noise is. Um, based upon 
based based upon what has already happened between, of course, the last SmackDown uh, last week, NXT, what happened at Clash of Champions not too long ago. Now they're basing all these predicted matches for sale on on things that have happened recently. So that's why they got it under predictions and they don't have it under matches. So technically, we still only have three matches listed. So I mean, so but but Fonzie, but 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 yeah, definitely keep your eyes open because I mean, yeah, I'm trying, open. yeah. I know, and I know you are, and I appreciate that. And like I said, it's mm. going to be kind. Of, and I were talking about this here, of course, before before long before Wolfpack went on the air this afternoon. That apparently, from from the three matches that are already listed, you've got eight wrestlers already lined up for the event. You got Seth Rollins mm. versus Bray Wyatt for the Universal Title. You got Becky Lynch versus Sasha for the Raw Women's Title, and then the other four are Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. So you got eight eight yeah. superstars, six men and two women wrestling at this thing that we know of so far. There they would be a full not to add, like I said, the NIC title match, like what I just said, a cruiserweight title match, like I just said. Uh, um, like I said, the Raw and SmackDown tag title matches possibly. Um, you know, based on what happened at the end of Raw, is that we talked about this as well. They could make Lashley versus Rusev. That would be a match to see. I mean, I- anything that has happened here over the last several days. Or you know, Lacey why? Evans and uh, Natalia. That might kill yeah. the paper. Natty. That might kill the paper. <laughs> they might put on a pre-show. They might put on the kickoff show. <laughs> no, that's, 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 no. They'll put it on main event. That's where that's where they're put that in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because like I said, Lacey, Lacey Evans, like I said, just simply can't wrestle. Uh, she because she, she's got on the granny panties. I don't want to see. We don't want to see that anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> certainly. Uh, it makes me look graceful. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and my and my and my nuts itch all the time. Uh, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> But gentlemen, based upon this, and I know JD, you would probably—I know you would be normally well, like to wait till like the Friday before the event. But seeing as how we got three matches lined up so far, and and of course, like I said, that means that we'll have to get John. We'll have to get John's predictions in case there are any other matches that, that do pop up. I'm gonna let the three of y'all just go ahead and make your predictions on all these tonight. And John, I want you just to stay right there in the chat box. And there's no need to come on really because as I just talking about just three matches. So this based upon this, we're gonna go through like this in a nutshell, guys. I'm just gonna ask it just like this. I'll start with JD, then I will start with Fonzie, then I'll go to Jim. JD, Hell in the Cell match. Universal title, Rollins defending against the Fiend. Who will win this match? Uh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I just asked you. All right. What match are we on? The Universal title match between Rollins and Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. The Fiend's going to win this one. There's no question about it. If they don't have them, what was the battle for? Yeah. I agree. 
Uh, Fonzie, uh, Universal Title Match, Hell in the Cell, Seth Rollins defending against the Fiend. How many times does Seth Rollins has to prove to everyone that he's going to burn it down no matter what pun it is, and he's going to beat Bray Wyatt in Hell in the Cell? Because Bray Wyatt can't go, can't go nowhere. Where are you gonna go? Can't escape. Where are you going? Underneath the underneath the ring. That's all you can go. So Seth Rollins is gonna burn it down. You wanna say Rollins, okay? All right, John Rollins, Bray White, Universal Title Match. And John also says, okay. Okay. Next match up here is the Hell in a Cell match for the women's title. Of course, Becky Lynch defending against Sasha Banks. I think I know where JD's going to go with this. Sasha, you're about to beat your ass kicked, honey, and kick hard. So obviously she is going with the man. So all right, Fonzie, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, Raw Women's Title inside Hell in a Cell. The man. There you go. Yeah. Nice spell. Uh, John, Hell in a Cell, Raw Women's Title, Becky Lynch, Dr. Banks. And we John. got the Rams 26-24. And believe it or not, guys, John is going with Sasha to win. Later. <laughs> uh, and, the, and the last one we'll talk about here, guys, the tag team match here, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Rowan and Harper. J.D., your thoughts here? Rowan and Harper, I saw a setup coming. You're saying Harper, you're saying Harper and Rowan, okay. Fonzie, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. This is this is one that's going to be weird match. Put it that way. Who knows? Bray Wyatt may interfere this match because anything can go in hell in the cell. So I'm going to go with the the Wyatt brothers because um. I like Roman. I like Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, but don't be surprised you see Bray Wyatt in the fairness. That'll probably be three on two match instead of two on two. <laughs> okay. And John is also agreeing with y'all. He's also saying Harper and Roman this. All right, guys. With the exception, we have one difference here in this. And obviously, of course, it's in the Raw Women's title match. Um, and obviously, the one that made the, the different call here is John. Uh, apparently, does JD, does you or Fonzie want to make a bet with him based on this? I think yeah. JD wants to make a bet with John. I think he oh, does yeah. too. Okay, go ahead, JD. Name yours. Go ahead. He's listening. So go ahead. 
Sasha and now Becky. And John, you have something of mine that I want desperately around my waist. Oh. I think I'm pretty sure you have it too. I think you have it. And that is the NJPW belt. I believe you have it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, okay. Uh well. I'll I'll look it up for you in a minute, but I th- I'm pretty sure he doesn't have it. I, no, I think, Michelle, I think I think the I have and I'll tell you the belt I'll put on the line against one of your belts on the line, and I'm challenging you to that next Wednesday night. Well, can I can I uh, throw out another suggestion? I hate to be I had to I was just thinking about this. You remember as, that one of the matches that we made as a result of the contenders questions and y'all already had a match for this belt. But uh, JD, I think you retained it over John. I think I know which one. I think you might you might put it. Now, if you have a different, the XWFUS Cruiser World title. Yep, and I'm putting that on the line against you. All right, all right. Um, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I could tell you one. I think he's got off the bat without even looking. Give me a second. Oh yeah. Uh, well, as soon as Fonzie starts passing gas, I might. I'll, I'll be able to think. Of it. Uh, I tell you what. As a matter of fact, JD, I'm gonna look at this just just to be on the safe side, just to confirm here. So give me just a second here. Y'all want to know? The man, the man, the man has the uh, the man has the info. He needs the info. Okay. Oh. Let's see. One that might be very enticing. One, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might be very enticing the JD here a little bit. Let me see. Okay. Uh, well, let me. Uh, I'll tell you what, JD. I'm gonna give you two of his. I'm gonna tell you two he's got, and I'll let you make the call. Right. Um, One. Good lord, man! Put a cork in it. Will you? Oh, that was fake. Forgive me, Fonzie. Forgive me, Fonzie. I don't think that's a. I don't think it would be a court big enough. Okay, never mind. I ain't gonna go that far. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm picking Fonzie. I'm picking. Um, okay, okay, okay. The first, the first one I had in mind was the UFC US World Title, and the other one is the Impact US Global Title. That's the one. The last one, or the first one, or the second one. The impact. Oh, okay, John. John, here we go. Here we go. Let me name the stakes of the bet here. Okay, as, as you know, uh, JD has picked Becky Lynch to uh, win the retain the Raw Women's title. You have picked Sasha Banks to win the Raw Women's title. Here are the stakes. And by the London, way, Chris Jericho was at the Ranger game tonight, guys. Oh, London broil and ground beef, by the way. Anyway, here are the other stakes. Oh. <clears throat> um, 
Uh, John, if if you win, then JD has to put up once again. It, it, technically, it'll be a rematch. A few oh my God. <laughs> for, hold on for the XWFUS cruiserweight title. That was a good match. That was a good, good Lord. Oh Lord, JD, open the window in the studio, will you? Oh, Laura, I'm nervous. Fonzie, you lay an egg? Okay. Anyway, anyway, y'all making me lose my concentration. Don't do that. Uh, no wonder I get nuts. Okay. Anyway, um, and uh, John, if if uh, if Becky Lynch wins, then if, no, if, if okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, here we go. John, you picked Sasha Banks. Of course, John. I mean, JD picked Becky Lynch. Okay, if if Becky Lynch wins, then John, you then John, you have to put up the Impact US Global Championship. And JD, if Sasha Banks wins, you have to take on John in a rematch for your XWF US Cruiserweight title. JD and John, do you agree to these to this condition? All I can say is this. One word, John. Boom. They're going down. And John has accepted the ch- has accepted the challenge, ladies and gentlemen. So ladies and gentlemen, either you will see a rematch for the XWFUS Cruiserweight title, or you will see a matchup for the Impact US Global title. Either way here, folks, like I said, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks is going to be a very hyped up match at Hell in the Cell in more ways than one. Um, and and uh, and and JD John has uh, apparently he said he's got several words here for you, and I'm just going to read what it says, and you may know what he's talking about because I have no idea. He says, "Fuck it." No, 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 not that. No, he says, "Face my teeth." Face it, face it, face it. I don't know what the heck he's talking about. Uh, face my teeth? Where in the world is that? I don't know where it came from, but all I know okay. is our, it's going to be undisputed, John, because I will win, and oh, I will come through. Oh, how I will come through. Because Sasha Banks is going to be screaming for mercy when Becky Lynch rearranges her arm and snaps it like a twig. I mean, Sasha thinks she's all talk and all that because she has a little friend, Baby Daly. Well, the boss is not going to be feeding my man, hopefully, in Sacramento. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there you go there, folks. And like I said, we will be double-checking here. If, of course, if WWE does make any more matches between now and before or after SmackDown here, if they make them during SmackDown, we will, of course, Mention that here, of course, here on Revolution, and everybody will get their an opportunity to get name their thoughts as to what they think is going to be, who's going to win each match. Now, gentlemen, right fast. I know it's a little bit past seven o'clock hour. If y'all can stick around for just one second here, as I told JD earlier here earlier in the evening, I did receive another video here from, of course, YouTube user Element Games confirming more superstars added on to WWE 2K20. As you know, of course, the way we do this. You tell me, I'll tell you the name, I'll tell you who it is that they brought in. You tell me if whether or not they deserve to be in the game to say yes or no. 
Well, John, there's a bunch of them here. There's some here you might like, so I might I'd like to have you on here, please. If you don't, please. Well, don't 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 drop out of this. And John's agreed to stay on. Okay, good. I talked him into it. And John, that's that will show JD that you're weak. You don't want to do that. No, not not around the ice, man. Trust me. Uh, but he's on a roll here, so trust me. Anyway, guys, y'all know the drill. JD, John, and Ponzi, yes or no to the following superstars. JD, I'll start with you. The very first one added on as of today, an update as of today here, folks. Adam Cole, baby. Yes or no? Yes. Ponzi, yes or no? Uh, yeah. John says, oh, yes. Okay. Next up here, JD, Ali, yes or no? Yes. Fonzie, yes or no? Who? Ali. Yeah. John says yes to that one. Okay. Next one, JD, uh, Charlotte Flair's boyfriend, Andrade, yes or no? Yes. Fonzie, yes or no to Andrade? Andre, how do you pronounce that? I don't even know how you Andrade. pronounce that. Andrade. You. you just said it. Andrade. Okay. Fonzie, yes or no to him? Andrade? Yes. Yeah. He's not going by just Andrade. Yeah. He's the uh, one sharp. You're saying no? Okay. Uh, John says yes to that one. Okay. Next up here, JD, yes or no to Apollo Crews? As good as he is, however, a little bit here and there, I want to say no. Okay. Fonzie, Apollo Crews, yes or no? 2K20. Apollo Crews. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John Apollo Cruz, yes or no? John says yes. Next up here, and JD's going to love this. One half of the Iconics, Billy Kay. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Fonzie, Billy Kay, yes or no? God, that news is in there. She might, she, she might have a hairy voice. No. Well, she's from Australia, so they're known for the hairy, hairy bushes. Fonzie, <laughs> <laughs> Fonzie, yes or no? I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got push. We've got push. Head for the oh, mountain. God. Oh, no. <laughs> You don't well. You can say I don't know to that too. If you want. So if you want, you you just want to say I don't know. No, I said no. You said no. Okay. And John says no to that as well. And John will be back here shortly. I'll ask him. I'll ask him when he gets back on this one here. I'll go and ask both of y'all. JD, yes or no to Ember Moon? Yes. Fonzie, Ember Moon, yes or no? Who is it? Ember Moon. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll ask John here in a minute. Uh, next up here, uh, 
JD, yes or no to Eric Rowan? <coughs> Mm, I would say no, because I'm not a fan of his, but he is a big top guy, no doubt about it. Okay, all right, okay. Fonzie, Eric mm. Rowan. Mm. Yes. Yes. Okay, all right, then. All right, uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, John says he, uh, John says he, he, he dis, he disagrees with you, JD, on that. So, John, are you saying Amber Moon should not be in the game? Raider. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Tonight, folks, the Pens did lose tonight, three to one. Yeah, no. I mean, Murray played a good game. I will say that, but Connor just yeah, the, pe- the, the two penalties in the second period killed them. Back to back penalties. Oh, oh, John. John says he agrees with he say he agrees with Amber Moon, but he disagrees with Eric Rowan. So that's what what he was saying. Okay, all right. Um, next up, gentlemen, uh, and John is back in apparently. Uh, next up here, I'll ask you yes or no, JD, to Goldberg. Yes, definitely. Fonzie Goldberg. Yep. J- John Goldberg. Yes. <laughs> John says yes, sir. Okay. Your boys went tonight in the shootout against Montreal. 18,060 showed up. Um, Pittsburgh 18-6-16 showed up for the Pens game. Mm-hmm. Now, the next game will be at Washington Saturday night. We've got Columbus here. Okay. Thank you there, J.D. Next up here, J.D., yes or no to Umberto? Umberto Carrillo? Yes. That's, I believe that's, that's all one. Yeah, I know very little of him, so I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, Fonzie Umberto Carrillo, yes or no? He's he's deserved to be in the game. Superdome in New Orleans, site Super Bowl number twenty-four, and we're just about set. Yes. Is the ultimate. San Francisco, you are the visiting team, and we'll be calling. Okay. Um. Uh. Fonzie, did you say yes or no to Umberto Carrillo? I say uh, yes, sir. And uh, John, uh, yes or no to Umberto Carrillo? I want to make sure that I heard I asked you correctly. Okay, he says he does. Okay, next up here, another female competitor, guys. GD, I'll start with you. Does Io Shirai deserve to be in the game? I have mixed reactions of her. I mean, she's talented. Don't get me wrong. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> but 
No, I don't think so. Okay. Bonzi Io Shirai, does she deserve to be in the game? She fought last night, right, JD? She was in that fight with me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. She was in NXT. Uh, NXT. Yeah. yeah, I think she is. Okay. And John says Io Shirai deserves to be in it. So next up here, guys, a Hall of Famer here, and we heard him on Monday Night Raw last night. JD, Jerry the King Lawler, does he deserve to be in the game? Yes. Fonzie, Jerry Lawler, does he deserve to be in the game? Yep. John, Jerry Lawler, does he deserve to be in the game? And she says yes. Okay. Next up here, of course, already on the SmackDown roster, has made a real big name for herself here. Also now is part of the infamous Kabuki Warriors on SmackDown. JD, does Kari Sane deserve to be in the game? Yes. How JD? JD. Uh, put your song away. J JD, I know I know you're interested in the thing CBS Sunday morning. I am too, but I mean you can play that after you get off the show. Uh, <laughs> now, actually, believe it or not, I've actually listened. I like that. I like the thing to it, though. Trust me, I, I, I'm glad they haven't changed. So. Uh, John says most definitely uh, Kari Sane deserves to be in it. Uh, JD, next up here, if you thought the first one, the first member of this tag team was bad, well, let me tell you, we have the other one, unfortunately, from the Iconics, Peyton Royce. So she deserved to be in the game. JD, Peyton Royce. Thank you. Fonzie, Peyton Royce, yes or no? No. John, Peyton Royce. John says absolutely not. Next up here, guys, JD, I'll start with you. Yes or no to Ricochet? Yes. Fonzie, Ricochet, does he deserve to be in the game? Yes. Uh, John, Ricochet, does he deserve to be in the game? He says he agrees. Okay. Next up here, JD, let me ask you yes or no to Shelton Benjamin. He hasn't been much of a factor as I want to say no. Right. Fonzie, Shelton Benjamin, does he deserve to be in the game? Yeah. John, Shelton Benjamin, does he deserve to be in the game? <sighs> John says he does. Okay. Two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf. Yeah, that was a great song. I like that. Next up here, and we talked about this guy here, of course, uh, uh, from NXT last night. JD, yes or no to Tommaso Chiapa. Does he deserve to be in the game? Yeah. Yes. Well, I think, Fonzie, you said yes as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, John, Tommaso Chiapa. Does he deserve to be in the game? Oh. 
dear Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie is carrying a. Uh, and we might have lost John. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll come back to him in just a minute. I'll ask him about these last three, including Tommaso Ciampa here in a minute. JD, yes or no to Tony Storm? Does she deserve to be in it? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, Fonzie, Tony Storm, does, does she deserve to be in the game? Yeah. Okay, and the last one here, and this one really caught my eye right here. JD, yes or no to X-Pac? Yes. Yes. <laughs> believe it or not, yeah. guys, with these additions right here, would you believe now there's over already now over 100 characters on this game? No joke. There's like 100 and... I want to say it might be close to 100. And John says make it a, make it a third. John, what about Tommaso Ciampa and Tony Storm? Do they deserve to be in the game? This is the game. 29-24. Can't kick a field goal. They're down two, so they're going to go for it. This is the game right here. And my balls are itching. <laughs> I don't think we wanted to know that. Good <laughs> <Yeah>, mighty. <laughs> 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 oh, that was so ugly. Yeah, that was yeah. So uh, JD, yeah, JD, Fonzie is suffering from what we like to call nuttage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, this is this is uh, this is funny. This is uh, also, also it's funny. It's so funny. Okay. Uh, John, let me ask you one more time. Tommaso Chiapa and Tony Storm, did they deserve to be in the game as well? Seattle took the lead on the lucky catch in the end zone, JB. We're going to go 29. They're, they're going to go for two. Why would you go for two? Stupid. Yeah, but if you don't make it, they can win by two points. John, Tommaso Ciampa, and Tony Storm. We didn't get your answers to them. Do they deserve to be in WWE 2K20? John says 100% to both. They do deserve to be in the game. Okay. All right, there, gentlemen. There, there you have it. There with the latest. This was just posted here earlier this today. Um, and gentlemen, I thank you very much for the predictions for the three matches that we do have so far at Hell in the Cell this Sunday. And 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 pretty much it's all academic now. And I think JD John finds I think y'all would possibly agree with this that they are just simply waiting until SmackDown tomorrow night 
um, to add more matches to this. So they're waiting. They're going down to the wire. They're going down to the very last minute here to add more matches to this show. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If they plan on doing a show with just eight people wrestling, then that's not going to be that. That show's not going to even last possibly an hour. Mm. Trust me. Uh, and John says he also saw Xbox name was added on 2K20. John, that's correct. Uh, do you agree that that, that that he should be in the game? I don't think we got his predictions on that. And John says he agrees with that there as well. So, um, I mean, and, and, let me, and, and let me pose this right fast before we get, go off the air, guys. I want to get all three of y'all opinion on this based on what I just said. Is has WWE sunk to a whole new low if they only put on a pay per view with just three matches? Yes, Fonzie, what do you think? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, I mean, would you watch a pay per view with just three matches? Mm-hmm. I have no reservations about it, but I do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what would the, let, me, let me tell you. So, how long would each match have to last, in your personal opinion, guys? To, to probably, probably try forty to minutes. Eight, least I'm, 40. I'm talking about twenty-five minutes. I'm talking about it for each match. Is what I'm saying. I, I think I'd say fifteen to twenty minutes each match. The fill the boy here. How long is the show supposed to be? I mean, do we know? It starts at seven and could end at nine. <clears throat> So in other words, like if they if they only just do these three, which I'm, I mean, will you be surprised if they if, if will you be surprised at all if they do not add any more than this just three matches? Will anybody be surprised? Yeah, I'll be surprised. Figure out who's gonna be. Hold on a second. You guys might want to listen to this. I just turned this. Listen to this though. Just came in. Hey guys, assuming this is wrestling on. The next big event, the big takeover coming up on November 23rd from the Allstate Arena for NXT is NXT TakeOver War Games. With that, we got to figure out, well, who's going to be in War Games? Over the last couple of years since they've been doing War Games, the NXT champion has been involved in War Games, so we would assume the champ's going to be in there. And after last night's NXT, things may have got a little bit clearer direction for War Games. Last night on NXT, we did see the big return of both Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa to the NXT brand. Tommaso Ciampa has been out since undergoing neck surgery back in March. And, of course, Finn Balor, he's been on the main roster since 2016. But according to a couple of sources, it was indicated to us that the going plan right now is to see a four-on-four War Games match Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly teaming up, of course, to take on the team of Finn Balor. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and the Velveteen Dream. Again, that is just the tentative plan right now from what we are hearing for the War Games match coming up on November 23rd. As plans can change and things can get shuffled around, when there's still a month and a half to go before the match does take place, and since they're not filming so far in advance anymore, they don't have to have it locked down right now. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. That would be an interesting thing right there. Uh, yes, it would. Uh, 
<clears throat> yes, it would indeed. Uh, for this is this is the one before Survivor Series, I assume, correct? Yeah, the night before Survivor Series. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, speaking of which, I read something as well, and I don't know, JD, if you've seen any more about it or not, but I read something somewhere that Cody was actually trying to get the buy the name War Games from WWE. That's news to me. I saw it online the other day. You might want to double check it, find out something because there was some talk about possibly Cody Rhodes trying to buy and you get to get the use of the name War Games. I guess he probably has something to do with that. Maybe I guess his dad was came up with it a long time ago or something. Maybe he might want to use it for something for AEW. I don't know. So, yeah, well, and yes, Seattle is on the 30 to 20. Nine with two twelve to go, and the Dodgers are up four nothing. Yeah, thank you there, JD. JD, anything else I wish to add before we close up shop for the night? Nah. Okay. Uh, on that note here, I just happened to notice here that uh, the uh, unexpectedly the live video feed from GCWS beginning of a dream shut down for some reason. I'm not sure what happened. But I did happen to notice that our good friend Captain Dave Spieler and also and also Mr. Uh, um, also I believe Mr. Ricky Johnson also uh, joined us there. I believe that was his name. I apologize if I had that incorrectly. Uh, did join us from there here tonight, so we do thank them for joining us there as well. Um, on that note here, folks, we do thank you for joining us here for episode 223 of NWO I definitely want to thank the Iceman Jared Geralmo as well as the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, and also the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely be, be on staying on top of the whole situation involving Hell in the Cell, which, as we just now talked about here, and throwing out different scenarios as to what could happen. WWE does not really, is not going to really stand a chance in this war with AEW if they put on a big pay-per-view Sunday night with only eight people. We hope to have word about more matches here and if the, if in fact that was the plan if they're going to wait until after smackdown the smackdown premiere tomorrow night to do something then we're definitely just going to, have to wait and see what all happen what all happens there so um but we'll definitely also tomorrow night be be speaking of smackdown we'll definitely be keeping uh keeping giving you giving you of course our take on what's going on during the smackdown show tomorrow night we, of course, will have, of course, uh, <clears throat> of course, like I said, uh, thoughts and opinions from everyone, including the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. We also hope to hear from the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and Danny from Oak Park, given their takes here to see if they're going to be. I know Michelle's going to be taking part in the prediction title challenge for Hell in a Cell. We don't know if Danny is going to be or not, but uh, we hope to have, like I said, more thoughts in about what's going to take place here between tomorrow night on SmackDown and what's going on. How it's going to affect Hell in a Cell, of course, on Sunday. So we'll keep everybody informed of that. In the meantime, dear folks, uh, do not forget Perpetual Uniquity on eBay. eBay.com forward slash STR forward slash Perpetual Uniquity. T-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. Internet retail for the eternal individual. And also don't forget Bulldog DVD sales and variety. Of course, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety, where our ongoing special is still continuing uh, for every single and multiple disc DVD 
said from everything from movies, wrestling, wrestling events, uh, <clears throat> sports DVDs, music DVDs, Blu-rays, everything of that nature. Everything on the page listed on the page is worth one dollar. So be sure to check that out here today. Remember, at Bulldog DVD sales and variety, you take a bite out of the cost, you can enjoy your favorite selection. <clears throat> Wolfpack episode 223 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll definitely see you in the ring. And as always here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, <clears throat> take care and God bless here, folks. Uh, let's see if we have a closer tonight. Do we have a closer tonight, JD? Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS Network. And now here's the Iceman with tonight's closing theme. care and god bless here folks we'll talk at you tomorrow night on revolution have a good day every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a u.s-based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone all backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.